It's your favorite time of week when Brooks and Chelsea meet to talk about all things Ren. It's for your information. So take a seat and listen up, because this is going to be some really good stuff. Grab your coffee and listen in. It's for your information. But seriously, don't forget your coffee. Welcome back to FYR. We have another episode for you all with what I think is a really interesting podcast because we have our first external guest. So I'm super excited um, and we'll introduce our our two guests here in just a moment. How are you doing, Sarah? You feeling all right? Feeling good. Glad it's Friday. What an amazing week here in Indianapolis. I don't know if we've ever had such a nice stretch in the month of May. Yeah, it has been awesome weather this week. Sure. So looking forward to the weekend as always, obviously another, another busy and productive week. I get that. I'm selfishly, selfishly looking forward to tomorrow because we're getting a new mattress delivered. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited. So As you should be. And I've been trying to bug my husband about that for the last few months because we need one in oh our gosh. guest room. And of course, every other house project takes over, but I, I want yeah. a new mattress. Yeah, it made me a little sick how much money we spent, but it's so worth it. So it is, and for as long as they last. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of houses and beds, I understand you have some housekeeping items for us this week. What updates do you have? I do. Exciting housekeeping items. Just a reminder to everybody that uh, renovation 2022 will happen again this fall. September 30th will be our presentation date. And we will open registration around August 1st, and it will be open for three weeks. I will share more big details around all of that little by little over the next few weeks. Uh, Just watch your email. And then the other piece, speaking of engagement, we are doing the Indians game again this year. It will be June 22nd for local employees to Indianapolis and then others who have plans to travel into town that week for business with their uh, team. So please check with your leadership team for approval. Just look for more information. I will also send out uh, details as we go along over the next couple of weeks, reminders to sign up and any additional details about ticket distribution. So um, hopefully everybody who is local to Indianapolis is going to plan on attending. It was a great time last year and I expect no less this year. Yeah, it's fun to see everyone outside of the Ren element and, you know, with a few drinks in them too. It's always fun. Uh, yeah, you, I was going to say you can't go wrong. I guess you could, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we like I think someone fell off a scooter last year at some point. <laughs> I did hear a rumor about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, without further ado, we will get into our conversation with our guest today. So we have Carrie Thorne, who's a senior FSR with REN. Um, You've been here for about four years, right, Carrie? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then we also have our external guest, Isaac Chota, with us. So he is with um, UBS Financial Services, and we work closely with him for the UBS Donor Advisement Program. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for the invitation. Looking forward to this. Yes, us too. Sarah and I have been super excited to get both of you excited. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't very familiar with the UBS program, I'm going to kick it to Carrie really quickly to give us a brief overview of what that DAF program 
program is? Yes. So they came on board in 2019. So we have been um, working and partnering with them for about two years. Um, it was an exciting program, had great potential and how it was presented um, was just exciting because um, it was one of those clients that we can really see expand and grow. Um, and I got to work with Greg Staub, which he was awesome. He already had the relationship with UBS. So um, just watching the program grow as a whole was very exciting. And it's something that we could offer UBS um, that we previously didn't partner with them and they've worked with other providers. So it was just a great end for us and it's been a great working relationship since. Yeah, I agree. It's It has grown exponentially, which has been really cool to see and all of the, the new clients that are coming on, a lot of high net worth clients too that we're able to service and help with, with UBS. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then Carrie, you have been on the UBS program since we started, right? Yes. So they came over in 2019. So kind of right around our first year end. Mm -hmm. So we got this new program and it was exciting. We had biweekly meetings. Um, I am one of those people that would always do the mile markers. Okay, we're going to hit 50. We're almost mm -hmm. there. Three more to go. And then next it was 100. And um, 200 was the big number. And now looking at it today, we're almost at 500 accounts. And it's been so exciting just to see it grow and just add more and more um, advisors and clients. And you can tell that they're getting excited about it and the partnership and just hearing their stories and where they've come from. It's been exciting and just watching mm -hmm. all the developments because um, we took the program and kind of rearranged it, um, made it even better from the onset and just watching it improve in those two years and we're still improving and making changes. It really has been exciting for me personally, just to see from the start till now where we've come from. Yeah. How many people at RIN serve on the UBS team? So um, right now I'm the main one. And then we have a team of three that also help. Um, they've just recently been trained and they're updated. So it's exciting because nice. this is probably the first time we've had this many on the program. So I'm happy about that and excited. Yeah. All signs of growth. Yes. Exactly. And now Isaac, how long have have you been working with UBS? So I being with UBS for about four years. See, I previously started my career about 10 years ago and I started, you know, as, a, as an assistant, then became an associate, then as an analyst and I've passed by a few firms. So I worked at a Merrill Lynch, then Northwestern Mutual and then LPL Financial. And then about four years ago is when I got a call from UBS, right? But they there was a there's a trick on that call because UBS <laughs> called me saying, "Hey, we want you, but we're only going to give you a one year contract." And know. it was a it was a very difficult decision, right, to leave behind my security, and it would, for what it was a good opportunity, but a temporary one. Mm -hmm. um, after much. Thinking, right, I finally decided to take the challenge and I accepted it and I really, I worked really hard for that one year um, to try to prove myself. And then after that, actually UBS offered me to become full-time and to become a manager, right, in, in, in their team. And that's when I joined the uh, digital strategies and platforms team where I was for two years. After two years working 
um, in that team, I was, I guess I was, I switched over and I became the uh, program manager for donor advice funds for, for the Americas. Um, so I'm very happy to, to have this product now under my management. Yeah. Well, that pathway that you just gave us, um, I, I'm not surprised at all just in working with you and I really appreciate your partnership. And so the fact that you moved on and up within UBS, I'm, I'm not surprised. And in a very short amount of time. It's yeah. a really good feel-good story for a Friday. Yeah, give me some snaps. Go, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious what initially got you into the philanthropic industry or just the financial services industry in general. Yes. So, you, you know what? I've always been inclined to this field. I've always been the kind of person that is, is no stranger to, um, you know, taking in someone's hand and, and give them help, right? I graduated high school when I was 15. And that same year, um, oh, back in Peru, by the way. So I was born in Peru, in case nobody was aware. And back then, I got a acceptance letter to come to college here in the US. And when I moved here to the US, it was just me by myself um, with the only thing that I had with me was the college acceptance letter. At 15? At 15, that's right. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I left my family behind and I wanted to come here and then and, and become someone, you know, a better, better for, for myself, for my family. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I'm extremely grateful, grateful to the people that gave me a home, food and financial support to finish my career. Um, honestly, that taught me a very valuable lesson that we we can't do everything alone. It, mm-hmm. it, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I think that the world would be so much better if we just all try to help each other. And yeah. I feel that right in the position where I am, I can finally start giving back. Um, and honestly, you know, going back to like, if it wasn't for the people that gave me an opportunity back then, then I wouldn't be where I am today. So that's mm-hmm. that's really honestly why I consider philanthropy a very, very valuable uh, part of the industry. Yeah, and there's so many facets of philanthropy that you can be involved with. Obviously, you can work directly with a nonprofit organization. You can work for a company like Ren to do the administration. There's just so many ways to to dip your toes into that, which I think is really cool. I before I worked with Ren, I mean, you obviously you know about phil- philanthropic services, but in the the manner that we do it, it's a whole new world. So mm. being able to give back is is great. Another question that I had for you that I was curious about: um, What specific items are you excited about that are coming down the pipeline for the UBS Ren relationship? Yes, of course. So um, I want philanthropy to and donor advice funds to to be a fundamental part of our clients' holistic financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, UBS has a lot of wealthy clients. We try to focus on the more high-end um, income levels. And one of the, what I aim for this year to be is to be the year of education, All right? I we're we're working, we're planning for videos that we're gonna have to talk about philanthropy, what you can do, how can you do it, how can you take advantage of what donor advice funds offer, and I think that will be um, very important this year, right? I'll have more details mm-hmm. to share with you, of course, later. Awesome. And yeah, and then also, right, another update that we're doing in our systems is that we're trying to create a centralized processing team that will 
help centralize the the grant processing area right a lot of times we have some delays or some minor issues whenever we're trying to process grants so creating a team that takes care of that um, centralized will streamline um, things and make uh, grants easier for our mutual client yeah definitely i know i'm excited about that to come and carrie i know you oh, are too <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Karen, I want to kick that same question to you. Obviously, besides the centralized processing, what what things do you know that you're working on with UBS that you're excited for? Definitely. Um, ju just so internal, um, we're working to provide better kind of toolkits or education pieces for advisors when they come over to us for the first time and they're not really familiar with how the DAP works or the process mm -hmm. in general. So providing them as much education up front so they can have a successful relationship with us and their clients are aware of expectations, timelines, processes. Um, that's a big part of what I'm hoping to get in place this year um, because we've seen just with the growing and the evolving um, some different pieces that we need to improve on and that's been one of the areas. So I would I want to make them successful. I want them to start out with a great impression of us and then just to continue that relationship going forward. Yeah, and I would say by and large, and Isaac, correct me if I'm wrong, I would say our UBS advisors are really pretty self-sufficient. So being able to get some of that additional documentation like you're talking about, Carrie, I think will really help, one, bring them to our platform and then two, make them, uh, having them set up for success moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I've, that's the piece I've enjoyed about UBS because they are self-sufficient, but then they're not afraid to say, hey, can we collaborate with you on this? Or, hey, we've got an idea that we thought this may help improve something. Um, so just that collaboration and teamwork has been awesome with UBS. Is there anything happening within UBS right now that you would consider exciting and that's going to positively benefit donors yes of course so like like i mentioned right um i want this year to be like the year of education in in for devs um so i want to get the word out as much as possible right we are working on calls that we're going to do with clients we're gonna we're working on training calls that we're going to do that you of course renaissance will definitely be invited and most importantly the videos i've I think that creating five to 10 short videos that talk about any particular topic work better than having a 30 minute radio show, right? For mm -hmm. clients. I know, I, I know I'm, I, I'm guilty of watching YouTube videos myself, right? To try <laughs> to learn how to tie a tie. Definitely. So I think these type of short videos will get the word out. And, uh, and that's something that we're planning for this year. Yeah. And I'm excited. I think that's great because it's something also that they can go back and reference really easily instead of being on a Zoom call, seeing it once, and then having to go and find that recording. It'll it'll always be there for, for them to go back to. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of quick reference like that. I, I need a quick reminder. If I know there's a three-minute video, it feels not as daunting. So I, I think the approach to that... Um, for donors, advisors, everybody involved, well, I think that will be very beneficial. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, Isaac or Carrie, was there anything else specifically that you wanted to share about UBS? If not, I have a we have a few additional get to know you questions for both of you. Okay. Yeah, no, let's continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Wonderful. Well, so for each of you, the first question that we have is, and I pulled this, if any of you have um, Apple TV and mm -hmm. are interested in the uh, story about Ptolemy Gray, I think is the name. It's a good show. Just watch it. But I pulled this, this question from it. So anyway, if you have a day, just a free day, your wallet is full and you could do anything, what would it be? This has been a question I have thought of often. <laughs> you know, you always have those moments. If you win the lottery or someone just accidentally, yes. you know, puts a million dollars in your bank account, what would you do with it? Um, but for me personally, I have always wanted to be that person that just goes and gifts a random stranger or someone that yeah. I know is really struggling. And just make their day and yep. not say anything. You could either be anonymous or just let them know and just to see how it impacts their life. Because kind of like what Isaac said earlier, that one small thing could change the course of their life, you know, mm -hmm. ongoing and just to be that person that could help them out. And that's what that's something I would always, I have always wanted to do. So if anybody has an extra million dollars and they want to drop in my bank account, <laughs> I will Carrie, I'm more it. than welcome to come and join you. I, I check out TikTok occasionally, something that we got hooked on during the stay at home mm -hmm. order time. Oh, I'll, I'll flip through, but there are a couple like feel good pages and they yes. always show um, this guy that goes around and will ask somebody, hey, can I borrow a dollar? I need this to get a drink. And then if somebody actually starts to give him a dollar, he'll turn around and give him $50 or $100 and say, oh, thank you for awesome. being a good person. Mm -hmm. And that is the stuff that I, it's sort of like the Christmas Folgers Crystal commercials yep. for me. It's little <laughs> things that bring the waterworks um, because it's just, it's a, it's such a simple act and something that means so much to help somebody just take another step or feel confident that they can make it through another hour of the day. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And that's something kind of, it ties into a quote that I have, like you really never know what people are dealing with um, and you don't know their struggles. So just being able to help them. Always big, be kind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's a, it's a little different I, uh, answer, right? I was, cause I was also thinking about what, what can I do? Um, personally, right? I would take a flight and I would go see my, my mom and dad. I value my family and I think everyone should, right? Like mm -hmm. find value on their family and their upbringings. And particularly for me, I don't get to see them that often because we mm -hmm. live so far apart. I would give anything to simply go there and spend one day and have lunch together yeah. and just just relax. That's awesome. I know, I think both of those, they, they both give me chills. Definitely. What's your favorite pastime when you're not busy at UBS and working with Rin on a day in and day out basis? Isaac, what do you like to do? I see. I'm a. My guilty pleasure is to to watch soccer. Right. That's that's my thing. I I watch and I play soccer. I I I'm part of a soccer league, but in my neighborhood in in Weehawken, New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, we go in and which is bunch of guys and just go and kick the ball around. I follow the Spanish league, the, the, the English Premier League, and actually coming up this November, the Soccer World Cup is happening, and I already got my ticket, so I actually am very excited for that. Awesome. Nice. Where are they that having nice that, to have that something game like this that year? To look forward to. Yeah. yeah, they're having it in a country called Qatar. It's in the Middle mm -hmm. East. It's right by Dubai. Okay. That area. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that'll be fun. Are you, are you going to have some time to go over and check out Dubai while you're there? I'm thinking about it. I am oh, planning, no. planning with my brother that we're, we're going to go and see. Maybe we can 
do some touring around it while we're there. Yeah. That's an extreme bucket list location hey, for yes. me. Yes, same, same. Not I'm sure that I'll have... make it, but you know yeah. what? I the, the day if the day presents itself, exactly. I'm all over it. Yeah, Dubai would be awesome. Carrie, mm -hmm. what, what do you, you like Carrie? to do? So I have a couple things. I love traveling um, and I try to do that as much as possible. Before the pandemic hit, I was planning on going to the Mediterranean. So that is still on my list. Um, but then I also, music is a big part of me. I'm a singer, so I enjoy that. And um, Do you perform locally here in Indianapolis? Um, I'm only in my church right now, but in college, this is my little, I guess, rise to fame. Our choir was on the Today Show, so it was exciting times, and I was in the front row, so you could see nice. me. <laughs> I think maybe we need to get Carrie and Susie Jordan together. I think you're the second person to say that you really yeah. love to sing and perform, so maybe we can keep finding a couple more, and we can put a group together. Make a red band. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, the last question for the two of you, um, what gets you excited to come to work? Carrie, I'll take that. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, besides the work that we do and um, is working with my team, um, coming in every day, not knowing what the day will bring. Um, sometimes it's untangling puzzles and mysteries and being that investigator to figure out what happened or um, what didn't happen. But then also, I personally, and anyone that knows me, I love building the relationships with teammates or, um, you know, our clients and just hearing their stories. I've heard so many great stories of why um, donors or even FAs have set up donor advice funds and just hearing it. Um, some of them, like Sarah, you mentioned earlier, it gives you chills because you're like, yeah. this is incredible. I've heard stories where you know, a son passed away that summer and then within a few months they set up an account in his memory and they wanted to continue giving back to those organizations that, you know, he wasn't able to give to or he was a part of. So that for me brightens my day more than anything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this very similar to, to Carrie. Uh, it, it, it brightens my day to come to the office and see how people are working to to help people to help. Right, right, because that's that's what we're here for. And for me personally, to socialize and and meet new people and just ask somebody when when we're at the office, right, when we're not working remote, ask somebody, hey, let's go grab for coffee, let's go grab coffee, and and then just talk about some something random. That's what really like makes me happy. I'm a very social person, so the the whole pandemic really was. It, you know, an eye opener for me that we should value our relationships and how we should make more friends. And honestly, like a little guilty trip for me is um, whenever I come in and I, and I see some of our devs and we, we do see some important people that we have as clients. And then I get to see, oh, wow, they're actually, they're actually giving back. Right. Mm -hmm. You sometimes I you see stuff on the news that you heard that you actually saw you know five minutes before it was on the news. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, oh wow, yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting for us. Yeah. yeah. Prior to uh, coming over to Ren, I work directly with a nonprofit, and I have to share that when I was at that nonprofit, I loved working with people that make a difference and were eager to make a difference. And it really makes me feel good sitting here listening to the two of you say these are the things that excite you to come to work because it reminds me that I did make a move to another company that I'm just as excited to be with 
and with people who still care and still want to make a difference. And personally, I feel those those are my you are my people. These are my people and these are the people that I want to surround myself with because I don't know how we make it through each and every day or throughout life without having people that care about one another. And so I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate having relationships like this and having people like you um, as colleagues and clients, because it makes you guys are the ones that help make a difference in this world. Thank, thank you so much. You know, I, I am very grateful for the invitation. And um, I think just to something to add, right, like here at UBS, we value our relationship with Renaissance um, and we think of you as a very important pillar of our philanthropy area um, division and I wouldn't I could I can't see it without you guys yeah well thank you both again for joining um I love these types of podcasts it just makes me happy so I appreciate you guys taking time out of both of your busy schedules to to come with us and and talk so have a wonderful weekend everyone Isaac safe travels home from Nashville and we'll talk to you all soon (laughs) 